Oh, golly. We, uh, we cover it all today. Uh, we've got uh, Mike Leon with us to talk a little bit about uh, uh, Amy Coney Barrett and, and what's happening in the Senate. He's got some really amazing things to say about Donald Trump. Amazing things to say about Amy Coney Barrett, which I've never heard. It was like Mike was drunk. Uh, <laughs> Pretty sure he wasn't. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm positive he wasn't. But it was like, I mean, he was uh, uh, the two greatest endorsements I think I've ever heard him give happen on this program uh, today. We also have an update on how the election is being stolen. We get into how you can prevent that, how you can help catch them red handed. Also, we go to the priest and dominatrix who uh, had sex on the uh, altar. She now says she's having nightmares. Huh. Huh. It's shocking. Wonder what caused that. <laughs> I mean, all on today's podcast. And a big show coming up tonight, Glenn, about the election. Wow. How yeah. can I watch it? Well, you could go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. That's a network I'm on. You could use the promo code save our election. Wow, sounds important. You're going to save 20 bucks off. Holy cow. Uh, and the other thing I will say is you'll get, and this happens every Wednesday, back-to-back, Stu Does America, right into the Glenn Beck program. Wow, How I cool was, was that? so interested, and then and I, all of a sudden, I lost you. So, you lost me. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. But you can get that uh, on Blaze TV. Also, make sure to subscribe to this podcast and Stu Does America. Rate and review them as well. And we you don't it. have to watch the Stu show right before mine. I don't, you don't, I have don't know to. why you're making... I mean, I think they could figure that out. I don't know why you're... <laughs> wrong with uh amy coney barrett uh she's good looking she's really smart uh she's highly accomplished uh she's a good mother she can raise all of her kids to be successful and smart she's good at her faith Stop hogging it all, Amy. Stop hogging it all. Leave some scraps for the rest of us. There's got to be something there. Yeah. There's, there's got to be something terrible That's about why her. why we have the uh, the notorious ACB t-shirt that <laughs> Stu is modeling for us right now. Wow. Sales are nosediving. Stop modeling it, Stu. Wait, this, why, this. Why, are, why are people who have previously purchased it returning it? <laughs> uh, Stop modeling it. It's the notorious ACB uh, t-shirt. You can get it at the, uh, the uh, Glenn Beck store, the... Blue store, Blaze store, wherever all fine notorious ACB t-shirts are sold. Shop.blazemedia.com. That's a dumbest address ever. You can go to stewdoesmerch.com. That's it's on a there. better address. It's at least shorter. Yeah. <laughs> less, you go to the less Glenn Beck store. Type. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we have uh, Senator Mike Lee uh, joining us now, uh, who we have asked him to be in a diving bell. Because we don't want to get his COVID cooties, and uh, we welcome him now. Hello, Mike. Hello. It's good to join you from the diving bell. 20,000 <laughs> feet underwater. Yeah, first of all, how are you feeling? Uh, much better, thank okay. you. Good. Uh, yeah, I've had access to good doctors and uh, yeah. lots of rest. Doing well, thank you. Yeah, good. Um, all right, so Amy Coney Barrett is from all... Uh, from all angles here, we're watching her and we're like, she's amazing. Am I wrong she, about this? She really is. She really is. I mean, um, 
if uh, if one wants to feel inferior as a human being, oh, yeah. one need only watch Amy Coney Barrett in action. For and this is somebody who makes me feel worthless <laughs> as a human being. I always feel like, wow, I'm the dumbest guy ever after talking to Mike Lee. And you feel that way about, good, now you know what the rest of us feel like <laughs> talking to you. Okay? Yeah. Um, she can take law nerd stuff and make it cool. Uh, yeah, she can. stuff and make it sound simple. Yeah. And, you know, she does all this while raising seven kids I and know. while teaching at Notre Dame. I mean, it's, it's incredible. I want you I, to ask. I've uh, never seen her equivalent. I want you to ask her if her husband ever suspects that all those children uh, aren't his because they're different color. Does he not notice that? I mean, I think she's been fooling around on him. You should ask him. You should ask her. <laughs> on, the, on the record in committee, perhaps. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, hey, just going on yesterday's uh, yesterday's uh, questioning where they asked if you've ever been a rapist. Uh, I just want to know. <laughs> oh, what's up with your kids? Can we go back to something Senator just Lee just said, though? You've never seen her equivalent? I mean, that is, considering the oh, wow. circles you run in, that's that's a pretty amazing statement. Look, when you look at the overall package of what she presents, uh, personally, academically, intellectually, and as a jurist, uh, she's really quite amazing. And we've uh, we've been very impressed by both of President Trump's two previous nominees to the Supreme Court. But Judge Barrett has managed to set a new standard that's going to be difficult to ever exceed. Mike, I remember hearing the Bork uh, nomination and the hearing and I thought he was good. Um, uh, and then I heard the Clarence Thomas, and I felt the same way about him. That's the last time I have felt this way about a hearing, at least one that I, that I remember. I don't remember the Scalia hearing. Is there a chance she is cut from the Thomas Scalia, and that's who she's going to be? We're going to have two Thomases on the... Yeah, I, I, look, I think she is going to be a Thomas Scalia Alito. Uh, she's cut out of those three. And I'm sure you were, uh, you you would have mentioned that confirmation hearing as well. Uh, The the Alito confirmation hearing was fantastic. One of the best in American history. She will be uh, uh, right in line with those three justices, which is exactly what President Trump promised to nominate and exactly what I'd like to see. So she's not going to recuse herself. I mean, the, the Democrats are counting on the Supreme Court She's not going to recuse herself if if she goes from up. What from from look? They're asking her to recuse herself from basically any case they might care about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that you would rule uh, against us, could you recuse yourself? Right. Yeah. Right. And as I pointed out to them, that is once she is confirmed as a member of the U.S. Supreme Court, she's no less a justice than any of the other justices and uh, you know I'm, I'm sure a case may come up from time to time where for whatever reason she's got a recusal but these guys have a wish list a mile long of everything they want her to step away from that's not realistic so mike um how realistic is it that the sorry senator we're talking to senator mike lee mike, mike. uh it, we uh how realistic is it that they are the this the democrats are going to try to make sure that there's no quorum so you can't hold a vote i don't know uh, we will uh, we will see there have been rumors back and forth about that all week long um i don't i i, I don't want to show our cards uh, too much. 
my wife says that I need to learn to have a poker face uh, because sometimes I tend to show them. So I'm not, not going to show them here, but I will say this. We've got plenty of tricks up our sleeve if they try to pull that stunt. Hmm. Um, I, I hope they won't be that foolish, but if they are, uh, we can play back at that game. We're going to well, get it confirmed. I hope that's. Uh, I hope that is is a really accurate statement coming from you. I I, I would guess it is because um, I, I know there's there's nothing that they hate more. You remember Stu when they tried to they were threatening to call me in front of Congress to testify in front of Congress. And that would have been awesome, by the way. I know. And I got on the air and I said, oh, please do it. Do it. Please do it. And all of a sudden that talk, that stopped. That, that talk stopped. So, uh, you know, uh, if uh, what I'm hearing you say is, oh, please, Democrats, please do it. Um, can you can you tell me two other things I'm concerned about the election uh, and, and the holding of the Senate? How worried are you about that? I'm worried to the degree of 12 on both of them. Um, and, and, and that's on a 12-point scale, so that's, that's a lot of worry. Um, <laughs> it's worse I'm if it was an 8-point scale. But, right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm very concerned on both fronts because you guys have conceived of and planned out some really long-term um, deviancy for our system of government. One of the first things they want to do is nuke the filibuster, which means that it will no longer require 60 votes to end debate. And so they'll be able to pass basically any kind of legislation they want with a simple majority. And then they're going to add uh, D.C. and Puerto Rico as states. And then they're going to pack the Supreme Court. The combined effect of those three actions is going to change our system of government basically the, for, uh, for the foreseeable future. And make it such that it would be very difficult to recover that same ground. Very difficult for Republicans or conservatives ever to have a meaningful voice in the process for decades to come. That that concerns me a lot. Our republic is over. If they pack the court, there there is no balance of power. That becomes a legislative branch, and our system of government is over. Is that too much hyperbole? Or well, it's it's maybe a it's maybe a little bit strong, but but it's not inaccurate in the sense that for the foreseeable future, that'll become the new norm. And see, one of the reasons that worries me with the court, while it's technically not unconstitutional for them to do that, it's just wildly uh, inappropriate and very destructive of the constitutional order. What I mean by that is once they increase the number of seats on the court, you can't take away those seats can't take them away. You have to wait until the person dies, retires, or is impeached and removed. That hardly ever happens. And so as a practical matter, those seats are now permanent. The next time a Republican majority in the House and the Senate and and a Republican sits in the White House, there will be overwhelming pressure to do the same. And then you'll have this one-way ratchet effect of everybody just increasing the number of seats on the Supreme Court. And it will become a political body that leads to the diminution of rights. That's a problem. Talking to Senator Mike Lee, Mike, do you, did you, ben, ben Sass was on yesterday and he mentioned a constitutional amendment to just hold it and just set the number at nine forever. Are you on board for that? Um, I would hope that we wouldn't need a constitutional amendment to <laughs> do that. I would not be opposed to the idea of setting that uh, through the Constitution. It's, it's not a bad idea, um, but 
in the meantime, obviously, we're not going to get that done mm. if we have a president and a Democratic majority in the House and in the Senate bent on not doing that. Because uh, right now, that's what they plan to do. And it's one of the reasons why people need to continue asking Joe Biden uh, what his plans are in that regard. Every time he denies it, we need to take that as yes. And when he use that as a way to defeat him. I was talking to somebody who is a big Washington watcher, and they say that the GOP, some in the GOP, are just waiting for Trump to be defeated. And uh, that way they can get back to, you know, regular GOP business. Is the GOP supporting the president and fighting as hard as you think they should be? Well, the GOP, first of all, is defined not as uh, the leadership of the Republican National Committee or even as uh, Republican senators and Republican congressmen. The GOP consists of Republican voters throughout America, people who actually make the difference, who show up and vote and make those decisions. And uh, my sense is that, yes, uh, GOP is overwhelmingly in support of this president because they see, regardless of whether they agree with everything he says, uh, what he has done really has made America a better place in which to live. He really has done what he promised to do as far as draining the swamp. I look forward to him having another four years to do that. I will tell you, Mike, uh, I appreciate your honesty. Um, you know, you and I were on the same page uh, with Donald Trump. And, uh, you know, you had to work with him uh, firsthand and you turned before I did because you were seeing firsthand the things that he was keeping his promises on. And uh, it takes a it takes a big person, especially in your role, to say you were wrong about him and you're supporting him now. Yeah. Yeah. Look, four years ago. And I didn't trust him. I didn't believe that he meant the things he was saying. And uh, it's easy when you don't know someone to criticize them, to attack them and not to trust them. And frankly, in this business, the business of politics, um, there are good reasons not to trust someone before you know them. But I've gotten to know him. And he's a man of his word. He he says what he means and, and he does what he tells you he's going to do. In this business, that's refreshing. Yeah. It's meant the world to me, and I, I love the guy. I, I, I don't agree with everything he does, but I like him. I genuinely trust uh, what he says he is going to do uh, uh, because he's proven again and again and again his willingness to do so even against great adversity. He's also proven his understanding of the fact that Oftentimes, this is more than just Democrat versus Republican. This is Washington, D.C. versus everyone else. And it's been a long time since we've had an advocate like that in the White House. Mm, that sounds like the COVID talking right there. Uh, <laughs> that's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> Mike, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Senator Mike Lee from uh, Utah. If you didn't already know this, it is time to realize that AARP is not your friend. More importantly, and a lot of people don't know this either, it's not the only choice you have. May I suggest you check out AMAC. AMAC stands for the Association of Mature American Citizens. Better yet, it stands for 
your values, your principles. It's not only a better choice than AARP, it's the best choice. When you get AMAC, you're going to get discounts on your car insurance, hotels, roadside assistance, dental plans, even cell phone service options that you might not otherwise have. And they have so many other benefits that you should check into. But the real secret here is you belong to an organization that fights for your values and stands up for your God-given freedoms, things like freedom of speech and the right to bear arms. Stand with AMAC as they stand and fight the good fight for all of us. Become a member today the benefits are great but the cause is greater join now at amac.us slash beck that's amac.us slash beck amac is better better for you better for america you're listening to the best of the glenn beck program We want to tell you this Hunter Biden story. Um, now, I, I told you about the uh, the smoking gun emails that are on this hard drive, and you can find them at NewYorkPost.com. Uh, the emails uh, on on how uh, on how Hunter Biden was introducing the the board members and the leadership of Burisma to their dad and the email asking, Hey, can you swing some of your support with us and kind of influence your dad on this and that, uh, all things that they've denied happen, uh, before all of these documents were found on this hard drive. Now the, the other part, and I didn't mention this before because, uh, it is, it's salacious and I haven't seen the videos, and I'm the guy who, who told you deep fakes could be a very big danger. So I, I want to couch this with, I don't know anything about this, but apparently there is a 12-minute video of Hunter Biden, who's admitted struggling with, uh, with uh, addiction problems, smoking crack while engaged in a sex act with an unidentified woman that's just too much stimulation right there yeah. it's just one or the other yeah it's sex with an unidentified yeah. woman or smoke crack you right. really don't need both at the same time so there is a picture <laughs> from the hard drive and it is clearly hunter biden now Again, again, don't know. We haven't seen it all. We haven't done the fact checking on that in the background. And I don't know how you do the fact checking because this there are well, two. But here's the thing. We should also point out this picture and this mm. video might be completely fake, though. We know that thing has happened. Yes, I know. <laughs> so it's I not know. like a crazy accusation. No, correct. Here. Correct. The, the only thing that honestly matters about that is not that he was smoking crack while hooking up with random women. It's that it would actually identify it as a potentially as a legitimate hard drive, mm -hmm. right? The question is, are these emails legitimate? And this is, you know, the idea being that this laptop that was dropped off at a computer repair shop for water damage with a Bo Biden Charitable Foundation sticker on it, but the shop owner can't quite remember if it was hunter biden who dropped it off and he's tried to come he's tried to communicate with the person who's dropped it off many times but still can't remember if that person he's tried to communicate with is hunter biden now you'd think his name would be on the, the paperwork receipt. or the yeah. receipt if it was him who dropped it off and i'm not saying that that means this information is fake at all what i'm saying is 
this is a whistleblower or something, right? Like someone either has stolen the laptop or has had the information uh, through some other means and intentionally dropped this off in a place that they knew uh, would somehow find its way to Rudy Giuliani or whoever. Okay, so I... I, What do you think about that theory? I think that that is probably... Well, I I don't want to comment on whether or not what the odds are because i don't know the story just broke yesterday right um so i i i want to be really really careful because i don't want to soil all of the hard work we've done over the last year to get this story right and then have it destroyed by this sure um but i will tell you this the whistleblowers that we know of that we have dealt with on this who have given us information very high level people in uh, Ukraine. One of them uh, has just disappeared. Now, we know he's alive because he's contacted us, but he will not tell us where in the world he is because he delivered something, we think. He delivered something to the Senate, and uh, we don't know what it is. We don't, this is a theory. We don't know what it is. We don't know if that is even what it is, what it is. But we know after he went to the Senate, all of a sudden his visa was revoked by the State Department. Well, this has something to do with the State Department because it's Ukraine. That is all about the State Department, our embassies, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, all of it. So did the deep state revoke his visa he thinks yes and he said uh he has left the ukraine and he's not going back to the ukraine because he's afraid for his life he's like i'm a dead man Mm. i'm a dead man so i think that uh you're not saying this guy did this no 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 saying that but i'm not it wouldn't surprise me if somebody who had the information said how do i get this to the White House, how do I get this yeah. to the press? Because I'm not going to drop it off. You know, I don't want to be involved in this at all. Yeah. And they either stole the laptop or they had that, as you said, and and uh, put this on to cover their tracks and pique enough interest from the guy at the computer store, mm-hmm. uh, knowing that if he's a Trump supporter, he's not going to give this to the FBI and let it be buried. He's going to give it to the newspapers and he's going to give it to the White House. Right. Which is exactly what he did. And that does seem to be more plausible. Right. I mean, I, you know, I, there's a, you know, I, some chance that they, it's totally made up, right? It could be fake. Uh, it could be that's the way that they're doing this. And, you know, it's a some foreign influence operation. There's all these possibilities. Yeah, but I mean, it it doesn't seem like the way it's being reported in the New York Post is a possibility. It's just so out of the, the norm. But... Again, if you're a whistleblower, if you're if you've come across these communications and you need to get them to uh, to someone in power, this seems like a a way, you know, this is how it would be done in the movies for lack of a a, of an actual, uh, you know, ability to report. You can't I can't tell you what it was, but this is certainly not like you just just hunter biden now he is a guy who is on heavy drugs all the time uh, uh reportedly and has struggled with them it wouldn't be 
completely impossible for him to actually just walk into a computer repair store with a his brother's sticker on his computer with water damage. Look, turn I, it in. I'd, 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 I'd <laughs> drop this and I'll be back in a couple, uh, couple weeks to pick it up. This is it's a guy not- who returned a rental car with white powder on the dashboard. <laughs> yeah. So this is He's- not beyond the possibility. It just right. doesn't seem likely. Right, right. But well, it's in the hands of the FBI now. So the FBI is doing an investigation. What that means, FBI, I have no idea. Um, but uh, so it is in the hands of the FBI. So we'll 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 watch this story to to see. But I will tell you this: you know, Stu, that there were probably three times that my life uh, became a Jason Bourne movie, mm-hmm. where it was like. Except with a lot less uh, physical activity. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was, we would look at each other and go, this is a movie. This isn't real. Yeah. This cannot be real. And it was. And uh, someday I'll write a book and talk about all that stuff. But uh, it, w- it was real. And you're like, that, what? And we couldn't even process the things yeah. that security was telling us because we're like, no, that no, that's a mo- that's not that can't happen that mm-hmm. way. It does happen that way. Um, and one of the things I think I've talked about this before, the Washington Post style section yeah. uh, was one of, you know, one of those movies, movie moments where you're like, that can't be true. Uh, a message was sent in an article to somebody who knew how to read it to get a message to me lay off van jones he's leaving the white house and uh they came to me and said okay lay off van jones i'm like what (laughs) and they're like he's leaving the white house and i'm like well that but that's not what i wanted in the first place i i want an explanation of why how did this communist get in there and i said what do you what do you mean did you get a phone call or what he said no uh it's in the washington post style section (laughs) And I said, the style (laughs) section. And he said, that is traditionally the way the White House sends messages to people around the world who are in the know. And if you ever see a political story involving the White House in the style section, that's the place where when the Washington Post had any credibility, uh, they said, I can't remember which president started it, but they said, we need to get this story out. And the Washington Post said, no, we won't put a planted story in. Uh, we're a newspaper. And they said, how about the style section? Because that's not really news, right? And so there was this, I guess, agreement. This is at least the story I was told. Uh, the agreement between the Washington Post and the White House for years that if you really had an important story to get out, you could put it in there. Well, that's where this this story was and it didn't belong in the style section uh and so it it made total sense Th- that kind of spook stuff happens it really does happen uh and it's not beyond um reason to think that somebody stole that or some operative was like i can get it to the white house and i can get it to the press and it'll eventually go to the fbi uh you just let just give me the laptop i'll take care of it i mean that that unfortunately as weird and as 
unbelievable as it sounds, that's the kind of stuff that happens in Washington, D.C. all the time. I mean, everybody I've ever talked to in Washington, D.C., everyone says uh, House of Cards is exactly, without the killing, they said it's exactly the way Washington is. If you watched that, <laughs> that's terrifying. Yeah. It's truly terrifying. But everybody said the same thing. It's that that is what it is just without the killing. And I always followed it up with that you know of <laughs> or are willing to admit. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. concerned about this election being stolen uh votes being shifted we're finding uh ballots now in garbage bags in the homes of postal workers i mean it's 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 really truly astonishing what's going on and half the country doesn't seem to care uh maybe that's because we've all been hypnotized uh as crazy as that sounds that is what big tech can do now is they can convince you of things that uh, you don't even you don't believe and you will think it's your own free will. You're you're being manipulated every day. All of us are. Dr. Robert Epstein is uh, with us now and uh, his website is stopbigtechnow.com. Uh, he has been uh, setting up a a project to be able to monitor uh, these um, uh, these search engines to to prove that they are manipulating uh, the election. Are you finding that yet, doctor? We're finding a few things so far. I, I do have to say, first of all, Glenn, that if it weren't for you and your listeners and your viewers, uh, we wouldn't have a project this year. You, you, you and your people have pretty much funded the entire project, That's and we're so still sad. short of funds. But that, it, well, it's 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 sad and also wonderful because without you, literally, these companies would just be getting away with murder. And so, yes, we have now built a system. It's too small. We need to scale it up so that it's taken seriously, so our data are taken seriously by authorities and by mainstream media. But, yes, we are now monitoring. Okay. Beyond the search engines, I should say, and we're looking at lots of things now. I can't give you the full list, obviously. Uh, we're finding lots of evidence of bias, and we're finding something else which I think uh, will probably not surprise you, but it surprised me. And that is, I think these companies are shifting away from the presidential race because I think they, they know they have a lock on the, uh, the popular vote there. And they also know that Trump could still get a second term, uh, of course, because of the House of Representatives or because of state legislatures or the Supreme Court. So they're shifting away and they're moving to the Senate races. That is what they're focusing on, because if they can get a lock on the Senate, then even if Trump gets a second term, he has no power. 
if they win the White House and the Senate and the the House, we, we, I mean, uh, they will pack the court. They will add states uh, and their their guardians, the media and now big tech. You'll never see a conservative ever gain power really ever again. Look, I I lean left myself, as you well know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I can live with that, but what I can't live with is how this is happening. I cannot live with these companies, particularly Google and Facebook, and especially Google, having this kind of power to basically fix elections, not just in the U.S., but around the world, without anyone knowing what they're doing and without leaving a paper trail for authorities to trace without me and these monitoring systems, all of this, this stuff, what they call ephemeral manipulations, all this ephemeral stuff would be completely lost forever. That's what I'm capturing with the monitoring uh, system. All right. So it's how much does it cost per person to be able to monitor? You have to have, you, you get these people that agree to the study and you watch over their shoulder uh if i if i have this right and you see what's happening to them online every time they google search every time they you know go to a certain place you capture it and it is it's something that there's no record of unless that person has agreed to have everything they do captured on on tape right that's exactly right and of course we're doing that with custom software so we have a lot of technical issues we're dealing with every day and of course we have to recruit these people around the country in secret it costs close to two thousand dollars to recruit just one of these uh, people we call them field agents and we have to equip them we have to train them we have to protect them Uh, we do background checks so you know it's very expensive so we we've now thanks to you and your listeners and viewers, we have now built a system. Uh, we only have days left. We've got to scale it up to be taken seriously. I can tell you right now, I can't give you, I'm not going to give you the exact numbers. We don't have enough field agents in place right now. If we had an extra couple hundred thousand dollars, obviously uh, we could uh, you know, expand that number quite considerably. Uh, we're hoping that 10 days to two weeks before the election, we can make some sort of announcement about what we're finding and get these companies to back off during those critical days. And when they do back off, we will detect it. All right. I, and if I, they I, don't I, back off, if they don't back off, Glenn, some of these people could go to jail because they're violating campaign finance laws. I want you to go to Stop Big Tech Now. Stop Big Tech Now. And if you can, donate whatever you can. Uh, $200,000 is not that big of a, of a risk. I know a lot of people in this audience already have uh, given. Uh, if you can give more, great. If not, thank you for what you've already done, even if it's just prayers that you know some big donors fall out of the sky here in the next couple of days. But if you can afford anything uh, and you you agree that this is really important, uh, please go to stopbigtechnow.com. You'll find all of the information. You'll find me and Mark uh, Levin and all, everybody else talking about this and how important it is. And uh, this is the audience that is is supporting it and, and making it possible. Uh, and it's really important, especially in seeing 
that the Senate is calling all is subpoenaed all of the big tech leaders the night before the election to testify in front of Congress. And uh, it's a scare tactic uh, to try to get them, you know, uh, under control on Election Day and more importantly, after Election Day. They are very concerned about voices, as am I, uh, being silenced. But we really need to have some evidence here on what they're doing and manipulating, because if you can get that and get it out to the uh, get it out to the public, um, you know, a week before the election, that makes a difference. And it also will give the uh, the Senate uh, some things to talk to these guys about. Absolutely. And Ted Cruz, you know, I've been in regular touch with his people. And of course, he's the one who had me testify before Congress last year. Um, he really understands this issue. Uh, you know, his people are just dying to get hold of, the, of these data that we're collecting. Yeah. And I'm also dealing with a lot of the state AGs because uh, some of those people are, they totally get it as well. But you see, if they have no data, if no one is capturing this stuff, uh, then it's only their nothing. word against them. Exactly. Exactly right. Um, Are you are do you think that there is there's anyone serious about breaking these guys up or I mean, isn't Google one of the biggest lobbyists now on Capitol Hill? Uh, They're they're actually the biggest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the money that is being pushed into Congress by these guys. Is anybody going to do anything? You know, that's a complicated matter, but the the point is there are some people now on the Hill who are saying they're going to do some things, but everything they're saying, it's like they're mesmerized, is what the big tech companies want Want. them to say. It's literally, we're talking about uh, these tech companies designing the way in which they're going to be regulated, and guess what? That is not going to diminish the obscene power that they have right now of surveillance, of censorship, and of manipulation. In other words, what Congress is doing right now, and even the AGs, I'm sad to say, most most of them, they're just on the wrong track. They don't understand where these powers come from. You cannot break up, for example, the search engine itself. You cannot break up uh, uh, Facebook's social media platform, you'd be splitting, you know, millions of families right. apart. Right. That's where their main power comes from. So when they're talking about, you know, antitrust action and getting them to sell off some of the companies they bought, all that does is put more money in the pockets of the major shareholders. It just makes them even richer than they already are. It does not diminish their power. So, you know, answer your question. Uh, yeah, there's, there's talk and I think there'll be some action, but no, they're not. Our leaders do not really get it. They don't understand. Or if they do, they're not willing to act because they're getting votes and money from these tech companies. Mm. OK, Robert, thank you so much. Please keep in touch with me and, and uh, let me know along the way how things are going. Uh, I'd love to know tomorrow morning if you would just email me and tell me how much uh, has been raised uh, you know, from this appearance uh, today, I'd appreciate it. I'd like to hit that $200,000 uh, goal of yours. Uh, that's what we hit last time you were on. We hit uh, $200,000 uh, of donations, and I'd love to hit that again today so we can actually have valuable, usable, credible data uh, in the next couple of weeks. Thank you so much.
Doctor, I appreciate Glenn, it. I am, I am so grateful to you, and the American people should be grateful to you, and democracy should be grateful to you. So thank you so much. That's kind of you. Thank you very much. Again, uh, his uh, website, if you would like to donate, if we don't get this under control now, we're not going to. StopBigTechNow.com. That's StopBigTechNow.com. Na, 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 na.